Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And wherever I go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hello, hackers. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fairway Finders. This is one I'm really, really excited about. So, as you know, we're in Dubai this week. We're covering the DP World Tour Championship. And we've taken a little break from the madness that's going on in the village. We've come down to Pete Cowan's Academy, which is essentially like the Willie Mullins version of uh, of go a golf stable in terms of who Pete obviously works with. Um, lots of golfers need no introduction. But we're here today with one of uh, Pete's coaching team, who is uh, the wonderful Mr. Andy Carter. How's it going, Andy? Very good, very good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the time, mate, because I'm sure it's been a busy couple of weeks. So you're, you've been here in Dubai now for about four years, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, coming up to four years now. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good four years, to be fair. Nice to finally find the sunshine. Yeah. The weather's absolutely spectacular. Yeah, when we're not getting attacked by pigeons. So just <laughs> yeah. before we start recording, two pigeons came out of the woodwork and nearly slapped us across the we're chops. In, we're, in the, we're in their area, to be fair. Yeah. Do you want to try and describe the setting here, Donny, to the listeners? It's pretty. So we're, we're, the academy is um, down the very bottom of the practice ground where, obviously, we've been watching the likes of Morikawa hitting laser beams all morning. Yeah. Um, it's lovely and quiet down here. It's really tranquil. The weather is absolutely stunning, as you can imagine. Um, and yeah, uh, Andy, thanks so much for taking the time. So I want to kind of spin this back a little bit and talk about your um, sort of love of golf. And, and like, this has always been a huge part of your life. So could you tell us maybe like when you first realized, one, I love this game, and two, fuck, I'm pretty good at this game. Um, <laughs> Tough not, question. Though. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Now, you are That's speaking it. to two, like, 10, 12 handicappers. So. <laughs> That's generous, 18. 18, anyway, is it 18? It's now, I, I'd say when I was like 16, I went to golf college at 16 and 18. I was, I was an eight handicapper, so I wasn't, wasn't that good in regards to, I was going to a golf college, which is with not a great handicap, bearing in mind I'm at a golf college. Um, but when I decided I was going to use it as a, take it as a job, I got from four to scratch in about two months, I think it was. Jesus. I just went on a bit of a... I had a bit of a good run. To Went on a tear. Yeah, big time. Like every wow. every event I played, and it was under par or below the handicap, and the handicap just tumbled, and then I turned pro. Because I knew that was just going to be the route I was going to end up going down. So I wanted just to make the most of it. And once you turned pro, was the ambition at that point in time right? European Tour, PGA Tour. Nah, nah. I mean, well, of course the ambition's that. The reality, I was, I can't, I'd like to think I've been quite realistic from the get go. Right. There are times when I hit some good shots and go, I could have made it, you know. And then golf just brings you right back down to earth. And that, to be fair, regardless of your level of golf, that happens. Like you'll yeah. hit some good shots and go, I should be a single figure handicap. Yep. And then the next, yeah. the next shot reminds you why you shouldn't be. Yeah. That sort of thing. And I have the same sort of thing. I hit shots and we, we see some we see a lot of tour pros down here. We hit balls with them, been on the golf course with them, played golf with them. And you think, I could do that. If I do do that. And then suddenly after nine holes, you're two shots back. And then you go, that's four shots over 18 holes, and it's 16 shots over the course of a week. And now, he's and making now, some cash, and I'm starving. And then yeah. suddenly the, 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 the difference 
is massive, but it's not that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, now, now the horse is bolted in terms of you're having those thoughts and now you're putting yourself under pressure and it's probably... Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah you're, you're yeah. playing catch. So no, I was never really... I never really genuinely thought I'm going to try and make it on top. Never right. went to a Q school. Never yeah. cause I'd, I've always been the kind of golfer as well that never really shot a low score. I would, I would never, I've never been able to really shoot a, a 64, 65, 66. Right. I'd be very steady at like, even when I was playing my absolute best, it would have been like a 69, 70, 71. So I've never been able to shoot low. So right. I, but I've always been quite steady. Well, we have that in common, except I can't get under 80. Exactly. Um, yes, so yes. It's, it's all relative. It's consistency. Um, yeah. So um, how we first met, we met very briefly in Liverpool years ago one of our mutual friends Adam Watson uh, who I'm sure is at home looking after Ben at the minute how are you Watts um, how are you Watts how are you Watts <laughs> so you came over to Ireland then as a pro I did yeah Yeah. which which served you well it was a good time so good what, time, what yeah. courses were you at I was at Hollywood Lakes to start with uh, North Dublin I was there for a year and then I would like to say I got headhunted for a, go- a job at the Island Golf Club which is incredible uh, Dave Costigan is the head pro there Amazing location, one of my favourite golf courses still to this day, one of my favourite Lynx golf courses still to this day. As a job it was amazing because most pro shop pros, all you get tarnished with is the, the Mars bar seller. Whereas like... Whereas, <laughs> I've never heard that term before, yeah, it's so accurate. Because all, all, golf, all general assistants do is just sit there selling Mars bars, that's what, that's what everyone says about it. So I, I was quite lucky in the fact that it was one of the busiest golf courses in Ireland. Like you had the Americans coming over non-stop, bus load after bus load of visitors. and So it's kind of a good experience, it was a good place to work. Yeah, it, it's a shame... I've played the island a few times and um, a couple of friends who are members there it's a shame that they, there's not the space or the amenities really to host something talked, of scale yeah. Harrington wanted to host the Irish Open there yeah, it got closed but it's been closed many times but you just you just can't get it over the line it's one single road in and out yeah, yeah. yeah. Estuary and it, so it's, it's actually it's quite similar to Baltray in that respect but they managed yeah, to do it in Baltray. It Baltray but even even the surrounding area of the island like the whole of on a bay there's just nowhere to put there's nowhere to put a yeah. load of cars no yeah. no and that's that's home for me that area of Ireland is home for me and the infrastructure is just shite um, <laughs> the golf courses though are spectacular so you were over in Ireland for what how many years were you four-ish four nice. and a half and then an opportunity presented itself yep. to get yourself a suntan so could you tell us a little bit about how you um, came across, how you and Pete Cowan got together, how you ended up working in the academy in this amazing, amazing facility. Well, I did, actually I did five, after Dublin, I did five years back in Manchester coaching, and then I got offered this. This academy was originally the European Tour Performance Institute Mm. uh, before Pete Cowan. Okay. Um, So I got the job here under um, the head pro at the time, Mark Walters. Basically, he was my mate's brother. Right. So just, that's, that's how you get jobs these days. You know it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He definitely spent a lot of time in Ireland, Andy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it goes. Like he wasn't looking at my CV. They're good mates. Um, so and then Pete's taking over the academy. So we see Pete probably a couple of times a year. Um, he's here November, December, January. We'll do some. We'll do a lot of kind of workshops with him, and we shadow him. We we'll do some of his coaching. He's had Polter here this week, and. Wow. Shadowed him with that. We're quite lucky in regards we get other coaches like Sean Foley. My first ever year here, I literally walked into the academy and Sean Foley was there coaching. Well, just in really? just in really, like literally there. I've walked out like already overwhelmed by the academy, having come from wet, cold 
Ming in Manchester. Yeah. Walked out into this, I'd been in Dubai for one day and just went, oh shit. I was like, that's like Sean Foley. Yeah, Justin Rose and then and the he's time. back. Rose is back working with him, I think. Yeah, now, he's working he? with him still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean, because Sean Foley would have had Tiger for probably that was a good few years ago. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, a yeah. that was. Yeah. But that was probably close. I've been to Tiger then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. I mean, we're, we're we're working on Tiger to get him on the pod, but yeah. you know, he's, he's I've just got back to us. Yeah. He, well, he has. I'll give you, I'll give you wink, one. wink. Yeah. But <laughs> he just uh, you know he's just working on his recovery. So uh, yeah, yeah. Best of luck to the cat. Um, so. Like in terms of Dubai, obviously being from Ireland, like we often will go down to like a Portugal or we go down to Spain and play for a few days. Like, can you speak to how Dubai has developed as like a golfing destination? Because it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, so. Steve, you played the fire course on Wednesday. I did. Had a great day. And great day. spectacular. Yeah. 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 So you'd you'd have um. Like you would seriously rate it and, and suggest yeah, to people it's way like, better than Portugal, Spain. I mean, I've done Portugal, I've done Spain. The good thing about Portugal and Spain, from obviously from the UK and Ireland, is that it's quite cheap to get there. Golf's not too bad. It's, you're pretty much getting good weather. But here is probably just that next little price bracket up. But it is just on another level. It's yeah. like a, it's like it's like Vegas. Yeah, that, that's it's the point. It's getting really close to Vegas, and gambling's probably going to come in at some point soon. Yeah, um, it's just like it's just getting, it's just man, it's just class. Yeah. So one yeah. of my mates has just set up a golf travel company. I'm like, I said, you're going to kill it because no one's really bespoke in that much to Dubai. They always concentrate on Spain and Portugal. But I said, this is flights are getting cheaper, accommodations are getting cheaper, golf's not too bad. Yeah. Like I, I'll be totally honest. Like obviously we've had the chance this week to come out and, and be media for the week over here, which has been just we're ha- we're literally in heaven. We're having the time of our lives. I've been in Dubai a couple of times, and if anyone asked me about Dubai, I'd be like, oh my god, like like soulless and kind of grim and very polluted. But like out here, so at Jumeirah Golf Estates where we are now, the sky is blue again. It's not necessarily this hazy nonsense. It's actually a beautiful place to be. It and it's lush now. God knows how much water goes in to keep it maintaining the course, um, but it really is. Both of the golf courses are just like yeah. incredible. So it, it does seem like Dubai is becoming something that's um, that's just going to kick on from here. Yeah, it's getting bigger and better every year. They're, they're, they're constantly building, they're constantly making it look bigger and better. And you know, Dubai's like they want to have the biggest of this and the best of that. And yeah. if, when you're living in a city like that, is a nice place. To, it's a nice place to live because you. You've got endless. I mean, we can. And it's just the small things for me, but we can. We can plan something in three weekends' time. Right. Because I know I'm not. We know we're not going to be. Yep. Pissed off by the weather at mm-hmm. some point. Whereas in Manchester, like, let's just wait a little bit longer. Just see what the weather's like on the actual morning. That's the problem. Yeah. We we, <laughs> we booked a trip in the west of Ireland in December, early December. So like, we don't have a clue whether it's going to be yeah. hurricane season, hurricane season down, or if it's going to be piss and rain, or it could yeah, be, exactly. Yeah. Could be nice and sunny. No, we're we're definitely we're definitely it's we're going to be banjaxed, but we're yeah. going to enjoy ourselves. We we'll have a couple of points. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll be really interested to know in terms of Dubai, like obviously this is now the scent. This is the home of the European Tour. It's going to be the DP World Tour yeah. next year. Took us about a week to stop giggling at that name. We're not going to go into the reasons <laughs> why. All right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, is there as part of the academy? Is there? Um, an effort being made to try and develop like homegrown talent and, and bring kids through of an age who would be, you know, Dubai residents or, or you know, 
UAE citizens. Yeah, you, yeah you've got this. You've got the Emirates Golf Federation, the EGF. Um, they're putting a huge amount of money into grassroots golf. Um, they've got a big, they've got a good team already. I think three or four pros, and they're just doing to doing schools. They are bringing them down for free lessons. Not necessarily at this club. Are we doing it? Yeah, we do actually. We do one day a week actually. Um, they bring them down. There's probably about 20, 30 kids. I know a couple of other clubs like Elves and stuff are hosting them as well. There's, so they're making a big effort to to grow the game. There's a couple of really good players as well. Um, I should know his name, but I forgot it. Left-handed lad called Matt Anyway, um, he played on. He played in the Fire Club last week. Oh, under- did he? Oh, yeah, he played in the Fire event. Actually, first round he shot. I think he shot four under first round. Oh well, um, yeah. He was, lead, he, was, he was leading through that, um, no, those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys took the absolute piss out of yeah, the fire course last did. week it was like, too easy for us I chatted to a few of the lads Grant Forrest he was just like it was a putting competition yeah because yeah. the um, rough was down greens were greens are big course is wide it's not that long for them so it was just it was quite an easy yeah. but we know we know that as pros here anyway yeah but at the moment, it's just trying to fill the schedule with COVID and all that. So well, yeah, true. Well, I, I love them. So the last winner that we've had in the pod was a couple of weeks ago. We had Thomas Peters. Oh yeah. Um, he got it done at like twenty-eight to one. So I know we had a, quite a few listeners that were on that. Um, I'll take credit. That was my pick. I don't, I don't, I don't get many, but when I do, they're pretty good ones. But I loved Thomas P- Peters' power move. Was I'm now qualified for this week. So I'm not playing the fire course, and he just yeah. took the week off. Yeah. Um, that's right. Paul Casey played last week. Because he needed to play to get into this week, he just had to show so, up. We had to show up, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, what was your feeling on the whole Garcia read this week that they haven't played enough European Tour golf to be here? I honestly only found that out about two hours ago. Yeah. So it's just, it's you know, you know what? I think it's completely wrong. Like with the guy, with the guys that are in, like Andy Sullivan, for example, he's fifty fourth on the order merit. Yeah. Um, Harrington just missed out as well. He got knocked out in the last. Yeah, but he, was, he dropped to like fifty-seven. Or Jazz, yeah. Jazz Eagle sunk a fifty-footer for Eagle on eighteen Jazzy, last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Jazzy needs to come second to get in, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think he finished fourth and that knocked yeah. Harrington out. Yeah. Um, Andy Sullivan. So Andy Sullivan was so one of my picks one. last week. So he came fourth, and I just was devastated for him because I've, I've been on a golf course with Andy Sullivan before. He's a very funny chatty. He's one of the most. I'm sure he's one of the most likable lads on tour because what I have seen of him, he's really yeah. good crack. Yeah, one of the lads knows him well. He's yeah. good. Seems like he, a good lad. He need, he's scrambling to get in. He shot eight under for the last seven holes yeah. and then missed it by just like about like nine race to Dubai points or yeah. something. Yeah. This is where like, like bringing in Garcia, bringing in Reed is not right. And also, like, if you're going to do that, then they had 53 plays in the field. So as a result, James Morrison went out and played on his own. Yeah, it's all that. Now that it's again, like, like you've got, you've also, if you're not even bringing like Westwood, okay, he finished 80th or whatever. He didn't play enough events, but if you're going to invite someone, invite the reigning champion. Yeah, I saw, I saw that on Twitter. At least have him here then. If you're going to just invite, I feel like Reed's quite a random invite. Yeah. He's not a European tour player. No, no one, no, he's, I think he, he, Reed being here is not going to make more gate receipts it's no. not making a difference if I'm honest no, no disrespect yeah, Patrick yeah. No. <laughs> well like, a little bit of disrespect to Patrick I mean we wouldn't be the only person to say oh Patrick maybe you're not the nicest I just guy in the world. I just don't really get it <laughs> Andy Sullivan's obviously sad at home it's a lot of money oh it is yeah. it's like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a they're making a living and he's missed out on a lot of money and yep. the two guys that got invited Garcia and Reed, not short of a few few quid either do you know no, what I mean not, so maybe yeah, not going to miss a few quid are they but at then least, again, at Gar- least Casey made the effort last week to play to yeah. get in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think Zalatoris is a, is a perplexing one as well because Will Zalatoris got in based on his world ranking. Not because of, like, he's not played on the European tour. So, again, I mean, we could we could dig into this for a couple of hours. Like, we know there's a there's probably a decent amount that the European tour doesn't get, doesn't do very well. By the on the other side of the fence, they do some things extremely well. Yeah, they yeah, do some yeah. things better than the PGA Tour. But no, it's yeah. a weird one. Like, it is a weird the, one. The two leaders, Billy Horschel and Morikawa, they're not exactly playing that much on the European Tour. No. Um, Morikawa so, won the Open and suddenly he's at the top of the order of merit. Yeah, yeah, and he won he won the, the, the uh, World Golf Championship yeah. at Memorial. Yeah. And that's basically why he's top. Yeah. So I think he's played two uh, other European Tour qualifying events um, that other World Golf Championships and he was tied 58th and tied 61st yeah. he wins two of the big ones and obviously you know was decent in the other majors and that's him he plays like he plays like Richard Bland who's won for the first time in 20 odd years or whatever it is um, he's had maybe I think he's had eight top tens and a win yeah and he's been great like, this year as a player for playing on the European Tour of that full season he deserves to be contending yeah. for number one. Yeah, I'd be pissed off if I was him. You know, because like know. when someone else pops in and just wins, okay, he's won the Open. Very yeah, well, I know, it's not, no, no mean feed, is it? Um, and at the same time, they do need to, you have to keep sponsors happy. As well. I know, that's the thing. Sponsors want Colin Morikawa here. Yeah. Well, that, that's so that's surely a reason why Sergio and Patrick yeah. Reed are sitting are, are yeah. on the golf course right now. Yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. someone like, someone else like Richard Bland as well, if he's coming in at 7th, 8th, 10th, the prize fund is higher because Morikawa's here exactly. so it's like well do I want to win it but win less because Morikawa's not here or take that hit it's mm. just yeah. it's like such, this, such a difficult so, this is such a difficult toss up yeah um, what a, what's a real hot topic in golf at the minute is obviously there's the Premier Golf League there's the Saudi Golf League mm. and the like Billy Horschel made some fairly strong comments during the week about the top guys like you know you want to be top blah blah but they want they think it's unfair that they don't earn enough money from their point of view that in golf you're kind of turning up to you're kind of watching six to eight guys so you're watching obviously Rory McIlroy um, you're watching the likes of John Ram you've got JT you've got Kepka and Bryson now and a couple others and they're so yeah they're driving a huge amount of interest and they're the big personalities but but just because that indirect revenue comes in because of their cult of personality like it doesn't mean that they should be earning 10, 20 times what guys pretty much as good as them who are a little bit lower like a, an Abraham Answer who's playing this week or a yeah. Cam Smith it just it it just smacks of like it's just a total money grab mm. as McElroy himself kind of alluded to it a few yeah. weeks ago every, jo- every job's like that isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you go at any, any job in the world and if someone offers you a bit more money to go and work for their company you're going to go aren't that's you? the thing yeah, yeah. Like, regardless of whether you're talking 200 million or 200 quid yeah, you're going to go, re- go for a job that pays more money it's all relative yeah well I'm, I'm not going to Saudi Arabia well, we'll if they come it. if they come knocking for us come on I over yeah exactly. here's 50 grand I went last February it was, did you yeah it was every penny <laughs> well it's supposed to be incredible <laughs> it's unreal of course it's unbelievable yeah. so good so good and I, and I in fairness like obviously it's blatant sports washing but they're doing a lot for women's golf like that nighttime event that they had recently was absolutely class. Yeah, the Aramco over there. I was, I was meant to have been there last week, but I didn't quite have the right taxi. Oh, that's um, but yeah, the, the Aramco, the back to back events. Yeah, big and money, big money. Th- they've announced the tournament next year, a first prize for the you know women's PGA Tour. It's $2 million yeah. first prize. Like that's two million. Like I think so. 
for context, I think Leona Maguire's had a great season on the LPGA tour, and her earnings this year are about 150 grand. That's before last week, or that's a, that's yeah. And she's had a great she's had a great season. She's yeah. had top ten. She's done well. And like 150 grand, obviously um, the expenses of actually mm. playing and having to get to places and hotels and all that kind of sort of stuff. That's you're, like they're not exactly flush. I'm sure her she'll be sorting out sponsors and well, yeah. the likes. But yeah. um, just to get back to yourself, then, uh, Andy, a question I'd be curious on is the day in the life of a of a coach. You know, from walking in the door in the morning to leaving. What 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 is a typical? If there yeah. is a typical day, what does what does it look like? Typical day is pretty much in around seven. Coach until eleven or twelve. Bit of lunch for me. I've got my YouTube channel, so we're going to do a couple. Trying to do a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll maybe sit and edit for an hour or so, and then generally you'll kind of call out the evening shift, kick off again for coaching, uh, anything between three, four, and go till six, seven, or eight. So it's a kind of a, it's a good day. I mean, you're out in the sun all day. It's a, it's a 12 hour day. So any work day that's 12 hours is long, but yeah. it doesn't really feel like it because mm-hmm. it's quite, a, quite lucky to be doing what, we, what we're doing, I suppose. I, can't, I do complain, but I can't complain. Yeah. Again, we all complain, don't we? Uh, er, there's, n- there's not a job in the universe that where there aren't things in it that annoy you. But yeah. I think any job where you get to be in the outdoors is, is, yeah, is you're nice. kind of winning. If you're not stuck in an office all day, you're winning. Um, you mentioned actually before we started recording that quite, there's quite a few like relatively high profile people will come over for lessons. So if you you've had like a lot of famous semi-famous or maybe in the footballing world who've come over for yeah, some coaching, coaching lessons I've had a couple I've got a couple of good contacts in football anyway that kind of come over and they'll maybe tap us up for a, um, a green fee somewhere and we'll go and play a bit of golf I played with Andy Carroll a couple of weeks ago he's big he's, Andy he's legend a good he's a good one of my heroes Andy play, plays cack-handed Oh yeah, oh, I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not taking an old diving header and trying to hit the golf ball <laughs> with his noggin because he could do that with a football yeah, for days. He's good. Yeah, he was good, good lad. Um, James, one of the lads, um, Steve coaches Milner, so he had Milner and Gareth Barry over, nice. took him out in a pro and played a program with him. Um, Milner's pretty, ago. pretty decent, is he? Milner loves it. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's an absolute golf pervert. Love it, um, love it. The international break, but the one. Not sure what his form has been like since he's been back, but I was I'd been, I was knackered watching him play because he was literally he'd come in, he'd practice eighteen holes, um, and then repeat that four days in a row. And I think the last day I overheard him talking to Gareth Barry. He's like, "We're not we're not flying till three a.m." Um, he goes, "Top golf doesn't close till two. So let's we'll play golf, have some food, then they played Faldo night golf, and then they were like, "Well, to kill the time at ten o'clock, we're going to we're going to Top Golf and have a few." He doesn't drink, so like have a couple of like Pepsi's or whatever, a bit of food, and have, have a few shots. And I just remember thinking, in in thirty degree heat, in thirty degree heat the whole heat. time. But I mean, he's also then going to go and get a very comfortable seat on the plane. I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah, he's not. He's going to have, have a good lie down, isn't he? Not back and coach with us, like no, he's not. Worried, he's not in zoo class with the rest well, of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't even want to go in. I had the, the travel like experience from hell getting over here. We're not even going to go into it. But um, yeah, so we get some good guys over. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so during international breaks, you'd have you'd have. The likes of James Miller and that would have a few days off and come over and play a little they, bit. Yeah, they, they're, they're over a lot. Yeah, you see a lot of the guys over. And I've, I, like I said, I've got quite a few contacts, so sometimes we get a couple of messages and try and help them out with some green fees. Um, yeah, it's just nice to be in. I'm a, I'm a big football fan, proper football fan, proper football team. 
Support my local team. Support United, yeah. by the way, for support for context. United, world's world's greatest team. Yeah, except yeah, for that, just a corporate entity now. Except for that battering by Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. That was horrific. I'd say that was tough to watch. That was awful. Look, we won't, we won't, we, uh, I, I had to I had to stop celebrating I was with a whole heap of United fans myself and Watson were actually together having drinks for it and after the third goal went in I had to stop celebrating because I thought I was going to get a, walk, a box <laughs> like genuinely I just felt so bad for them yeah, um, bloody awful could have been more could have been um, so one thing that I'd love to actually dig into like obviously we're all aspiring like we were in top golf last night and I just wish I could hit a golf ball flush just once mm-hmm. Um in terms of the golf swing, so obviously you have broken this golf swing down every mechanical micro movement. Like, I have a couple of questions around the golf swing. So, right, uh, one is this one's easy, or <laughs> this one's general. If there's one drill out there, or one piece of advice you'd give to someone who just wants to hit the golf ball further, I know you'd like Go you know, no work on your work on your technique, work on your accuracy. If you just want to hit bombs, like most important thing is and I say this with every first lesson and I'll repeat it until it's right is grip grip it's like it's the easiest thing to get right and wrong and it's the most important thing because we all talk about yeah use wrist hinge if you release the club you get a bit more speed if you rotate your body you get more speed you can't do any of that if your hands are in the wrong position because biomechanically if your arms are in the wrong position you can't rotate against twisted muscles yeah. just doesn't work mm. so if you're and you see this a lot with the right hand being too far under the club and if you can't see any knuckles which is the most common one your forearms now facing the sky if you're trying to turn to the right you can't move okay. so many golfers tell me they've got poor flexibility and it's like by straightening your arm up you can now move yeah like it's so so obvious when you hear it so you don't notice your, you don't notice your grip's going to slip yeah everybody's grip, always grip, obsessed grip. with planes and, yeah. and 90 and 45 degrees and all, yeah. all that and it's, it's your grip you can is... flatten someone's golf swing out by changing the grip because if the hands if the, the hands are in the right position on the club then the wrists move differently if the wrists move differently the body turns differently the club's in yeah. a completely different place well, yeah. if, you've got, if you've got a strong grip you could be like that this is a podcast so you can't see <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the right grip my hands go like that so are we talking so we're talking oh, <laughs> are we talking this is based off, off a neutral golf grip or could this be a weak grip a strong grip we I generally see strong so there for right handed golfers right hand's too far under yeah. so you can't see any knuckles on the back of the right hand and how many should you be seeing that's a free tip I'd say one two. maximum two the yeah, line sure. between your index finger and your thumb up towards the kind of inside of your right arm towards the right side of your chest and get that bit right and everything becomes a hell of a lot easier mm. it doesn't feel like it at first it's going to feel horrible etc yeah. etc et but if you go through the pain barrier which let's be fair is not actually painful no it just takes a bit of time a couple of top a bit of psychological damage yeah. a bit of psychological yeah. scarring yeah. when you're hitting I'm, shanks i was like i'm quite relaxed now with the people i teach and i'm quite open to say Remember when I first started teaching, I was nervous to upset the person. But now yeah. I'm just like, I go, I go full front. I'm like, they're like, they're literally like, oh, that feels awful. I'm going to hit the ball worse. And I'm like, well, you're in for a lesson. It couldn't get any worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. You weren't into it great in this first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you have a bit of a laugh with it. I try, I try and laugh as I say it. Yeah. But like, that's why we, we have to change it. If yeah. we didn't have to change it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't change it. So, so how often then would you actually 
change someone's swing completely is more where you'll make little adjustments to try and just adjustments yeah, yeah. No, one, no one there's no one golf thing you, you've been on the range this week they all swing it completely differently yeah yeah no Some. one swings it like Rory no one swings it like Morikawa they, they just have their own individual swing because everybody's different shapes and sizes yeah that's the thing that they're all like as you said different shapes and sizes and one, one that stood out to me and you Donnie was John Catlin on the range this morning yeah strange little golf swing yeah we were big just guy like, as well yeah mm. we, we couldn't get over really because he, he's standing beside like a Morikawa on the range and it just looks picture perfect and yeah. successful golfer a multi multi time winner on the, yeah, the European big, tour big so. he practices he practices he stays here he practices yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems. Yeah, we'd love. Like, obviously, um, as time goes on, we'd like you know to have get some players on from the tours, and that he'd be one I'd love to talk to because it seems like he's really there's there's the God's gift that uh, I'm not saying Macro doesn't work extremely hard, mm. but he's also like didn't yeah. they used to call him the BMW because he's the ultimate driving yeah. machine, yeah. and you know there's a God given gift, but someone like John Catlin has worked his ass off, worked harder than possibly anyone has to get to where he's got to. Yeah, he's getting the he's getting the most out of what he does. Yeah, yeah. well, an, another one I would say is Poulter. Yeah, that because I read Ian Poulter's book, and if anyone's into it, like it's a great read because in terms of setting goals and and just knocking them over one after one and being totally like single minded. Yeah, um, because Poulter I think played off four when he took his he pro license or. Um, and and doesn't hit bombs, but it yeah. just practices, practices, and and got to the very top of the game to the point where some of the best golfers in the world were terrified of him when they rocked up for a Ryder Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Ryder Cup, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah, then he's, he's just got the most out of his action, hasn't he? He has unbelievable putter as well, Stuff yeah. taking him a long way. Um, just going back to the whole like coaching the amateur side of it, is there anything other than the grip that you see all the time that takeaway? So right. if you can get the club into the, again. The get the club into the right position to start with you've got a chance of keeping it in the right position for the rest of it yeah. at the end of the day the most important part of the golf swing is the impact mm-hmm. um, everyone not actually I was going to say everyone knows where impact should be they don't actually impact is if you can't mimic an impact position without from a stand and start without doing the whole golf swing then I would say go and learn what impact really is mm-hmm. that's a key one to have and say to my guys like without moving just Move, turn into an impact position without swinging the club show me impact and they can't a lot of people think that impact is the same as setup right they think the setup position and the impact position are the same thing you just go up and come back down to the same position you come back to a completely different position mm-hmm. um, also look drills like being able to throw a ball it sounds stupid but the, the, the mechanics behind throwing a ball is the exact same very similar so you've got the golf swing in regards to you're up there throwing a golf swing, but if you throw a golf ball, but if you yeah. tilt yourself down and make the same action, mm. you're making the same move. And you, you create that that lag. That you create the lag. Yeah. yeah. You don't uh, people because again, mis- big misconception is pa- is power. Where's the power coming from? Power doesn't come from the arms. Like you've got noodle arms. Mm-hmm. Power comes from the body. So somebody with a massive massive arms and biceps doesn't mean they can throw the ball far. A little a little skinny kid with with good rotation and good technique and timing on when to release the ball will throw it further yeah. the guy with muscles yeah. it's yeah. the exact same with golf as well yeah you see yeah. the likes of Justin Thomas tiny guy and he tiny, gets the yeah. ball really? mild yeah. you know yeah. I know that the whole gym world is coming into golf big time yeah. it seems to be yeah. taking over it has done for years though Jim like since since Tiger and even before Tiger like Gary Player it's always been around yeah, yeah. Um, the, and the top players have always used it yeah 
it's just more high profile now where Bryson Even, taking it to the, yeah, the next level. Yeah, it's extreme, isn't it? Do you have any thoughts yeah. on our friend Bryson? The whole the way he's playing the game. Do you agree fair, with it? Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah, why not? He's just. I, I feel sorry for him now if they start limiting the balls and limiting different things. Yeah, because he's not cheating. No, he's, he's just working harder than everybody else. And this was like like cheating was like the trampoline effect was cheating. Yeah, and that was rightly outlawed and, yeah. and you know limits on CCs for drivers and things. I. Uh, in terms of a human being or a person, or mm, maybe I wouldn't like want to have a point with Bryson, perhaps. No, he's yeah, he's, not he's a unique team. kind of character. But I'm totally myself. I'm totally on Bryson's side. So we spoke to Jason Sabell just before the Ryder Cup. He was on the pod, and we asked him, you know, Jason Brooks or Bryson. This was at the height of it, yeah. with all the back and forth. And he's like, Bryson's actually a nice guy. He's a nice yeah, kid. Yeah. He just rabbit in the headlights. He says some stupid shit. He does some stupid shit. But he works his ass off, yeah. and he's kind of been bullied. Like yeah. it's like it was like schoolyard bullying, yeah. paying people, giving him free beers to shout Brooksy at him or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, it's pure. It was it, it, in reality, it was pure place playground bullying. Yeah. Like, like he's, a bit, he's a bit different to everybody else. He's a clever kid. Yeah, um, the nerdy he's gone, one. He's gone out and done other stuff, yeah. and people don't like it. So you shout what you saying? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's why that's. That's pretty much bullying 101, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But now they've got their little match lined up and they'll both make a shit ton of money off it. They, ne- they, they never even fell out in the first place. I don't no, think so either, it's, man, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's, it's McGregor and Mayweather or McGregor and pretty much everyone all over <laughs> yeah. again. For the cameras, yeah. I'm going to push you over. I'm gonna yeah. call you. The only one I think... W- w- no, I don't even want to talk about McGregor, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah, actually, let's not even go there. Yeah. So, no, well, fuck him. Um, <laughs> in true McGregor style. Like um, yeah. So, Andy, we don't want to we don't want to keep it for too much longer because obviously it's been it's been great to chat to you. A few quick fire questions. Just going to throw a few out there. You can, you have you have like one pass. Okay. As many yeah. passes as you want. Well, you know, there's, you know, there's some dodgy questions. Oh yeah. There's okay. actually no. There's not. There's not too many. There's yeah. not too many. Right. right. Number one. Who's going to be the breakout star of 2022? Do you think? Um, it's not a quick fire. <laughs> it's not a quick fire, maybe. <laughs> Got to think about that one. <laughs> uh, breakout star of 2022. Pass. I'm going to use on the first. Oh, there you go. I haven't got that, do you know that is a hard one? Problem, My, I, I say the whole guards, but good start, boys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, easier. Oh, who's ones. not here this week? Hovland. Hovland. Yeah. yeah. He could win a major. Yeah, yeah, I think he probably will. To be honest. Um, favorite golf course you've ever played anywhere. Um, uh, I love Turnbury. Nice. I love Turnbury. Yeah, we hear like we hear a lot of Port Marnock and Baltrays and 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 those kind of places. But oh, yeah, that's incredible. Really? Yeah. Is it getting an, an open again? At any no, no, I've got names on it. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, favorite golf hole? If you have to pick one. Golf hole. Um. God. Well, that's fucking put you on the spot as well, isn't that's it? Big time. Yeah. I first okay. To be fair, the first, the first, the first one that sprung to mind then is the thirteenth on the island, par three, two hundred and twenty yards, oh. hitting out over the hitting out yeah. over the estuary towards Malahide, four iron, got a hole in one. Oh, oh mate, <laughs> that hole go. is an absolute so, widow maker. Yeah. You, you get five on that hole and just run, run Take away, it. run for the hills. So that's, what, that's, what, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Perfect, yeah. Wow. That'll do. Brilliant. Um, who has your favourite golf swing on tour? Tiger and Rory. 
Yeah. Watching. Yeah. But Tiger, Tiger, really, because I grew up. That's why I play golf. That's fair. Will Tiger win another PGA yes. Tour event? He'll win a major. Love it. Well, I love, love that. It. We're clipping that. <laughs> yeah. We're clipping that for when it does happen yeah. because the cat's a force of nature. Yeah. Um, and the other question I had was, will Will Rory get the green jacket eventually? Will he win it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. He's too good not to. Isn't he? Yeah. It's only a matter of time. He's too good. Last one. Dream foursome on a golf course. Ah. Let me be more specific. I have the other answer ready dream to go. <laughs> yeah, we all have that one. Dream, dream uh, here at the DP World Tour Championship. Uh, <laughs> um, your dream playing partners for a round of golf. Tiger. Don't even have to be pros. Can be anyone. Okay. Um, Tiger's one. Tiger. I'm going to United now, and I was going to. Um, Paul Scholes is my footballing idol. Oh yeah. Um, Just keep your socks on around them. <laughs> Class. Just wear ski boots just in case. And I'm gonna say Rory. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice. I think that's pretty. I'm, I'm pretty much football and golf. There's nothing else. Really oh, I'd love to hear a conversation between Paul Scholes and Tiger. That'd be that'd be worth worth watching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, I think this has been awesome and thanks again so much like we really appreciate the time and especially when Rory's out on the golf course he's probably about 14 under now I hope something. so yeah put, put a big bet um, on him last night but yeah so um, one, one thing that I wanted to uh, to call out is you really need to be following Carter's Golf on Instagram and Twitter and especially on YouTube because mate genuinely the content is top notch and there's a few tips that you've given me recently especially in terms of my grip that I'm, I'm trying to implement now this whole bow your wrist thing I cannot do it my it won't my fucking if I'm left handed my right wrist just won't move that way I don't know how to do it I'm, I'm why do you have to bow your wrist so we could get into I don't know when we're told this is why like bow the wrist and shallow the club why does that make such a difference or that's like the invoke thing it depends what the ball's doing in the first place as to what you're trying to stop Yeah. and you can't bow your wrist if your grip's in the wrong place yeah, exactly. Who, there's one player in the world that bows the wrist like ridiculous. Uh, DJ. DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. John Ram does it quite a bit too. Yeah. Like true, squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't need to bow your wrist. There you go. There's your take. I'm going to not try and do that playing Nike off tonight. I'm going to smash it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> well, we leave it there. So, um, Andy, thanks again. So, your Instagram yeah. and YouTube is. All Carters Golf. Amazing. Carters Perfect. Golf. Top man. Appreciate Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jordan, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.